Malaysia's best kept secret and the adventures of evangelism. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm Morgan White. And I'm Lauren Carpenter. And you're listening to the Created for More podcast. I'm sitting here with my friend and fellow racer, Lauren, who is on her second month of the world race. I was with her team for the first half of month one in Indonesia, starting at the beginning of her race with her, watched her team start to come together and experience adjustments, not only with life on the world race specifically, but also with living in Southeast Asia, which is a very particular corner of the world. And yeah, now we're here in Malaysia. I'm not technically with her team. I've been doing different things with another team uh, the past couple of weeks, but I do see Lauren and the rest of them almost every day because we're living in the same city at the same housing arrangement, doing some of the same ministry work. So yeah, we've been around each other, but sometimes a few days pass and then I'll run into her in the hallway or something and be like, wow, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. But I could not pass up an opportunity to sit down with her and record an episode, something that we've talked about doing for a while now. We're going to discuss the work we've been doing with the organizations that we're partnered with here in Penang, Malaysia, share some stories, talk about what God has been saying, what he's been teaching us, and yeah, just sort of take stock in the happenings of month two. So let's get into it. Yeah, so I was here in Malaysia on my race month three, so almost exactly a year ago in the same exact place, like the same area, the island of Penang. Um, We didn't live on the same street that we're with now, but we were with the same organization and everything. So I just want to know from you, Lauren, what has it been like? I don't know, like what were your first impressions of arriving in Malaysia and specifically here in Penang? It's very specific. And so I just want to know what that moment was like for you to arrive and get settled. So like before, when I was getting prepared for the race, Mm -hmm. when I'd think about the countries I was going to, I kind of forgot about Malaysia. Like I remember (laughs) just being like, oh yeah, I'm going to Malaysia. Like I don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a ton of anticipation. (laughs) Right, right. And so I just thought it was just not going to be that like... I don't know, like, we're memorable? Or yeah. Memorable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and so, like, I don't know. But then, like, right when we, well, and we were in Kuala Lumpur mm-hmm. um, That's first. True. Yeah. And, like, I, I really like that area. It was just, like, really, like, a busy city. And, mm-hmm. like, it was just really nice. And yeah, and pretty Western. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. that's, because, like, in Indonesia, like, no one spoke English, right. hardly. And it was just, it was kind of hard to navigate. But, like, right yeah. when we got to Malaysia, I was, like, I can do this. Like, yeah. I know what's going on here. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. It was more comfortable and stuff. But yeah, the ones, but then it honestly from Kuala Lumpur to Penang, it's been like a whole different world because we're yeah. like, literally on an Island. Uh-huh. And like, I never, I didn't realize like, Oh, we're going to take this little ferry, like get into the, to the Island. Like it was just mm-hmm. so cute and so yeah. fun. I, I love it. that first moment as you are arriving yes. to Penang because you do get to get on the ferry and you go across. It's like a, 20 minute ferry or something right, I don't right. know it's very short you would know better because you've been on it several <laughs> right, times right. now but yeah it's like so magical looking and you yes. see like the vista of the island and the mountains yes. behind the city it's yes. very dreamy yeah for sure yeah I've been telling people like just come, walking around not all the time but mm-hmm. a lot of them, it kind of reminds me of Florida yeah just with like the super tall condos mm. and like <laughs> the palm trees and just for being sure. like right by the beach like it, like I wouldn't say just because it's warm because I don't think of like California mm-hmm. or something but I just think I always think right. of Florida yeah so that's if you guys need a visual uh-huh. of where we are that makes a lot of sense but, but then also like still more of a city mm-hmm. too like there's just more like quirkier places like right now this coffee shop like right. there's some like random woman statue <laughs> holding a gold pot behind morgan like i don't know what that is but yeah. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. But yeah. And like so, a Chinese lantern hanging above yeah, your head. Yeah, like, okay. That's, yeah, some greenery. It's normal. Um, yeah. <laughs> a mural of a tiger. <laughs> we are in the middle yeah, of a coffee shop right are. now. I should have noted that at first. So yes. if you hear any commotion or anything, we found like a, a quiet-ish corner of the place, but <laughs> just to give you the full effect of where we are, right, we're yeah. in a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. So it's been cool. Another thing... I didn't know we'd be in an area, it's literally called Little India. Yeah. So I was thinking, which um, Patrick, um, a guy in, from Adventures of Missions, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, this is where I got really excited about Malaysia, because yeah. little side story, he came to Indonesia and mm-hmm. we got to have dinner with him. So cool. Yeah, and like, I still wasn't like that excited about Malaysia, and I remember him being like, oh, I'm so jealous, like, mm-hmm. it is the... What did he say? Like, it's a melting pot there. Yeah. There's so many different cultures. And he's like, so you're just going to have the best food. And I was like, oh, okay, food? <laughs> like, I'm there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it's been a lot of more, like, just Indian food. But it's mm-hmm. been so good. Yeah. So <laughs> I've just loved that. Like, it's just been really interesting. It was just so much different than what I expected. But, yeah. Um, and it's very touristy. Like, we see a lot of backpackers coming in and out. Right. And so, um, and it's just, like, kind of easier to live here because... Yeah. We can just kind of speak English everywhere we go, yeah. so it's yeah. kind of been There's nice, like, too. no language barrier this time. Yeah. that's something that a lot of people talked about. Like, several of the teams that came right. back for our month one debrief, they were like, it was just hard sometimes with ministry because I felt like I couldn't talk to as many right. people. And there really is something to say about that, and that's for hard. Sure. And God can work past those things sometimes, whether it's, like, providing a translator yeah. or, like, really sweet moments coming from... Yeah. Each of you like stumbling through the other's language, and like <laughs> right. I don't know, there's something really nice and quaint yeah. about that as well. But it is very freeing, and with it being month two of just like that switch automatically of like I have right. more freedom to speak, like and not have to worry about something getting lost right. in translation or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah, really nice. I was um, using Grab, which mm-hmm. is like Uber. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was um, I was ordering food, and like it would send me messages. Of like updates, but it was all in Malay. Uh-huh. So yesterday, I was like copying and pasting it into my Google Translate, okay. and I realized like I've only had to use that like wow. twice because it use, it shows like the history yeah. of like what I've said, <laughs> and I've only had to use like twice, two or three times here, which is so nice because in Indonesia we had to use oh it all gosh. the time. I mean, even like talking to the teachers, so trying to like be you know a mm-hmm. light to them. Yeah. You know, you like I would like say it or type <laughs> it, and, you know, and it's like something kind of dramatic. Like I love teaching with you, and you're doing a great job with the kids, <laughs> and then I have to just like. Show it to them, Show them the and phone. then they have then they read it. And it's like this awkward silence. Like I'm right. just kind of tapping my fingers, and then they're like, <laughs> then all like five or like ten seconds, they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> so like, oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> funny, yeah. very awkward because it's yes. not as like fluid and like yes. you know getting caught up in the emotion as each other is talking. Right, it's like right. yeah, these like ten second yeah. like spans of silence. And yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> I love that. That's yeah, so, funny. so it's nice that mm-hmm. I haven't really had to do that here. Yeah, good. And you're right. It's a lot of tourists a lot of like european tourists and stuff but also we are literally yeah just like in the center of that little india part of penang like penang is a small island just right right off the coast of mainland malaysia Mm -hmm. um so like we said it's a very short ferry ride but like for some reason is like the epicenter of so many places coming together like cultures and backgrounds and like we pass by like these chinese like temples kind of mm-hmm. or then like a mosque right across the street from it a hindu yeah. temple with all their statues laid out all yeah. the chinese lanterns like different flags and stuff you hear the muslim call to prayer still over the speakers like yeah. throughout the day it's insane actually how yeah. much is around us all For the time sure. just walking down like one strip like yeah. you're face to face with many different languages and people and yeah. which is really cool sure. 
um, great exposure. Also a little, like, can give you, um, like, whiplash almost because it's, like, so much where I feel like I have at times gotten almost distracted or, like, almost, um, like, I don't know, just kind of as we're walking around, like, doing evangelism some nights Mm -hmm. or, like, if I'm even just trying to be open, like, if we're on our way to eating lunch somewhere, we're not really, quote-unquote, on the clock or, like, doing ministry. If I'm still just, like, trying to be open to be, like, who can I talk to today or I want to, like, make sure I'm seeing people, it's just so much at times that, like, I can get a little overstimulated and not feel like I'm really zeroing in on a person or on a culture or religion that I'm trying to, like, engage with, you know, because it's just so much. But... That usually doesn't trip me up most of the time, but it's just something in the back of my mind that I'm just like, wow, there's so much going on all the time. And and it's pretty busy. It's a pretty busy area. I feel like it's kind of spiritually heavy a lot of the times because of all of the, like, different temples and mosques and everything all around. But just, like, definitely Penang has a lot of, like, dark corners, you know? like definitely. A lot of, like, weird... Like, it almost changes even at night or, like, some streets... Yeah. Where that area is, like, notoriously known for prostitution or, like, mm-hmm. drugs or things like that. So, uh, because I know John, who's from one of the other teams, uh, they're visiting this weekend. And he's like, man, uh, Penang is just so cool. And it's, like, light and easygoing and, like, fun. And I'm like, I definitely get yeah. that. And I wasn't going like to shut him down and be like, no. Yeah. like, <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, it is a really cool place. Right. And I've enjoyed it a lot. And being back is super special. Yeah. But, like, in the back of my mind, there's always this idea that, like, there's, like, all these hidden secrets or, like, this, like, dark... I don't know. Yeah. It definitely comes with, like, two sides, this yeah. island, and probably has a complicated history, and... Yeah, I don't sure. know. Well, I know for me, like, um, just you, you saying, like, how mm. you're here again. Yeah, like, when I've thought about going on the race, it's kind of just, like, okay, I'm going to these places for a little bit of time, and it's just, now, like, now or never. Like, I'm, I'm not right. probably one and done. Like, I'm probably not going to come back. <laughs> right. But, like, for you, that's so, like, weird. Like, yeah. it's so cool, though. Like, sure. what's that like? Like, just all of a sudden just, like, being back and, like, thinking, oh, oh yeah, I've been to this coffee mm-hmm. shop for a year ago. Oh, super weird. Very yeah. surreal. And, like, I never expected to come back. Right. I specifically remember having a conversation when I was a treasurer at the time, month three of my race. Mm-hmm. Me and um, the other team's treasurer were finding a place with Wi-Fi to do some receipts yeah. and stuff. And literally, I asked her, I was like, do you think you'll ever come back to Malaysia? And she's like, no, probably not. She's like, do you? And I was like, nah, I don't think so. Like, it just doesn't interest me to come back. Like, I feel like this is enough time for me. LOL. And like, to now just be thrown back into it, I think it is pretty redemptive, though, too. Okay. Like, Melissa, your team leader, yes. who was on my race, and she was on my team at the time, we were here together Mm -hmm. and she reminded me of this like funny memory she's like do you remember when we were here last year and we wanted to do this thing and we never got to and now we can and I was like oh my gosh like stuff like that yeah like where he's just like God has given us this second chance like our time in Malaysia for some reason the two teams like our team and the other team that we were with, we, like, walked away from Malaysia with almost this bad taste in our mouth. Like, we were just like, that was fine, but we're really ready to move on, like, blah, blah, blah. And even though it wasn't really that bad of a month, um, and we were, again, working with, like, almost the same exact organizations and type of ministry schedule, but it was, like, Christmas time, and, like, the two teams that were with each other, it was just, like, all girls living in kind of close quarters, and, like, Month three, I feel like some of this homesickness kind of came up again. I was processing things about, like, 
really feeling like a missionary, like in a negative way where I was like, I feel frumpy all the time. I feel like I need new clothes. I'm in this really nice city, but I have like no spending money. And so I feel like poor. I feel like weird. I just like, I should have a car and an income and I don't. I was processing all different types of stuff like that. And so by the time we left Malaysia and started heading to Africa, which was our next country, we were just like, let's get out of here. I'm done with Southeast Asia. And then after a while, I would look back on it and be like, no, Malaysia wasn't that bad. And then now to be back here and especially like with Melissa and just like other people and all of you guys, I think, I think seeing you guys also experience it for the first time has given me like this fresh perspective of it too, you know, because I come in with like some bias, you know, because I have past experience here, but you guys are just like, wow, what's this? Or like, where are we going? What are we doing? This is so fun. And I think there's something really charming about that as well. So God has definitely given me a second chance, has redeemed other things that I was just kind of cynical about while being here and instead I feel like I'm gonna walk away from Penang like totally differently this Mm -hmm. time and be like Malaysia is a nice place (laughs) or like I'm surprised more people don't want to come travel here and um yeah so that's a great question because I love that I think very unexpected Malaysia is the first country I've ever returned to like ever before all of this I've only been to each country once and so to come back to Malaysia of all places I'm like that's (laughs) funny (laughs) yeah yeah but um I guess we'll get into more in a little bit about like who we're partnered with what kind of work we're doing Lauren has a couple stories I know specifically that she would love to share and that I want to ask her about and um but I do I think it'd be cool if you had a chance to talk about what brought you to the race what were you doing before because I you had already graduated college Mm -hmm. right and we're like working full-time yeah and I don't know what that is like because for me it was like graduate college I'm (laughs) going on the race and it kind of made sense like the next step but I would love to know how you found it and what like led you to that decision of doing something like this yeah Hmm. A big question. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll take it back to about two years ago. Okay. So, okay. So, well, I guess I'll go a little further back. So Mm -hmm. I graduated college in 2017 Mm -hmm. and I started working like immediately after I graduated. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was working in a newspaper, then I started working in a nonprofit, mm-hmm. um, helps homeless veterans. I was doing wow. the social media and PR there because I graduated with journalism, so yeah. it's related to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I was in college and out of college, like, so I grew up a Christian, but I just really started for my faith in college mm-hmm. and just like lived however I wanted. And it's not that I stopped believing in God or anything like that. Like, I was still praying and stuff. I just didn't do anything consistently, and yeah. I wasn't like putting my life in his hands Mm -hmm. and like fully living for him and I was just like living selfishly and just kind of sinfully just all of that Mm -hmm. so two years ago um is when I like this month two years ago um, I got out of a relationship Mm -hmm. and so he was not a Christian so that was what really was hurting my faith as well um yeah so one, and I had been itching to like get back to Christ for a while at that point so Mm -hmm. once we broke up it was kind of like okay, now I can do it. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what was holding me back. Yeah. And so um, I rededicated my life to him two years ago and wow. haven't really looked back since. Um, and so I've just been, like, trying to fully live for him and do whatever I can do. Mm-hmm. So um, so along with, like, not living for him and living for myself, I was very career-focused, hmm. which, like, is fine, like, to have a career and to for sure. work hard at that. But it was my identity and, mm-hmm. like, I thought was most important. And I... Yeah, so I, like, just, that's, I was, it was kind of like I was living with blinders on. Like, I just thought, I thought life was just, after you graduate college, you just have this job, 
and then you get married and you have kids, yeah. you keep working out the job, maybe you stay home mom, then you go back, like, you know, whatever, like, it was just like, that's it, that's yeah. all you do, mm. and so, um, yeah, so then once I um, started, you know, getting closer to God, it was kind of softening my heart, that like, there's more to life than just your job and mm-hmm. whatever, um, so um, I had joined a small girl, mm-hmm. and um, the one of the girls there, her name's Olivia, mm-hmm. This was one of the first times I was there. She she mentioned, like, well, yeah, when I was on the race. And I was like, so what are you talking about? Like, what's the race? Like, So she's like, oh, I did the world race. And she explained it. And I remember at that point I was still, like, you know, still kind of maturing in my faith or whatever. Because yeah. I kind of feel like I have to start over. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. But, like, what? Like, Because she, like, had left college for a year and went okay. back to college oh, after. Wow. Yeah. So, like. So for me, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I can never leave my job mm-hmm. and like quit. Like, how would I, how would I come back to right. that? I would, I wouldn't like, you know, employers wouldn't hire me, like all of that. Yeah. So I was just like, I totally dismissed her. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, that's cool, but not for me. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, then later that summer, I was like, okay, I kind of want to like do something more for God, but I don't know what that looks like. And I didn't know if that was like, I need to go work for a Christian organization Mm -hmm. or company or like, did I need to move somewhere? Like, I didn't really know. So, um, and this is kind of a cool story. I, um, thought about maybe I I was really like liking the idea of maybe moving to a new city. Like that could be a big thing I could do. Yeah. So I was thinking about Chicago because I'm from Indianapolis. So it's like three hours away. Yeah. And I've already been there before, mm-hmm. like, plenty of times growing up. So, like, it's a new, kind of a new place, but it's not too far away, so maybe I could do it. Uh-huh. So, one day, I'm, like, looking at jobs <laughs> on LinkedIn. Okay. And I just felt all... Like, I was... I had been on board for this idea for a couple of days. Okay. And I was looking at jobs, and I just heard, no. Oh, my gosh. And I, like, closed out the app, turned off my phone, put it away, went back to work. I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I think that might be God. I don't mm-hmm. really know. <laughs> but I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to look into that anymore. And I never okay. again Jeez. looked um, into Chicago or anything like that. So I was still just like, okay, God, like, what do you want me to do? I just need to do more. I'm tired of just, I, I've grown up and lived in Indianapolis basically my whole entire life. So I was like, I just need to do something different. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I was being shown the world race in different ways. Yeah. Like I started listening to this podcast and the blogger on there, the very first podcast I listened to, she mentioned how she went on the world race. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's the thing my friend Olivia did, but <laughs> I would never do it again. Um, and so, yeah. So then I was just like. Yeah, then a couple other ways I heard about it, and then, um, so then a year ago, February, Mm -hmm. I was on my way to work, listening to that same podcast, (laughs) she mentioned the world race, Okay. and I I think at that point I had kind of thought, like, that could be something cool, but I had not looked into it, or, or, like, done any sort of planning or considering, really, I just Mm -hmm. had, like, I think it just, God was softening my heart to it. Yeah. And so, um, I was like, okay. I'm just going to go to my office. I'm just going to look at the website. And right when I looked at the website, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm doing this. And so that weekend I applied. Next week I got interviewed. And at the end of the interview, they said I was accepted. What the heck? So here I am. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's how I got Such a weird, like, gradual series of events. Right. Like like you said, like him trying to, like, soften your heart. This is also the first time I've ever heard their story. Like, (laughs) sometimes I do these podcasts. I'm, like, asking questions that I already kind of know. And I'm like, but for the listener's sake, I have not heard this story of, like, any part of your testimony, really, I guess, but also specifically what led you to the race. And because yeah. I love, we have talked in the past about like you were a journalism major and like you like trying yeah. to get into that world a little bit, yeah. which I think is so fascinating. And yeah. I think is something like 
probably this like piece that we have in common of just loving that kind of world or being right. interested in some of those topics and stuff yeah. and like storytelling even and kind sure. of that but um yeah so I think I was just really interested in somebody who was passionate about those things and if you were working for a nonprofit, like doing something admirable by a lot of people's standards and be mm-hmm. like this is meaningful purposeful work and like of course you knew that and like you were doing it yeah. but still wanting more and like every person's yeah. journey looks different and so for you that is just what god was stirring in your heart of like yeah. i want to like be activated in more ways i want right. to like go and see things and right. like really know if this is what i'm truly supposed to be doing and yeah. i don't know just like offering kind of like whenever you're like clinging on to something like with a tight mm-hmm. grasp and just like literally just opening up the hand and be like yeah. i'm willing to do something else if you'd like me to right and right. he's like okay here's this yeah <laughs> yeah and like I thought back on it because I'm like, oh, all those times he showed me about yeah. the world race. I didn't listen. I was like, I don't think he thinks of it like that. <laughs> no. I think he was just preparing me because, yes. like, I don't think I should have left any sooner than mm-hmm. I did. Like, I guess I probably could have gone, like, on the October route or maybe yeah. August. But, like, I – then I was able to just really prepare financially. And yeah. I, I was in such a good, like, mm-hmm. uh, spot in my life. Like, 2018 was a really hard year for me mm-hmm. because of the breakup and everything. Yeah. So, like – so then if I was, like, that year, like, even even that summer when I was, like, like pretty close to God, I was still a mess, mm-hmm. like, trying to, like, <laughs> you know, get over everything. So, like, then on top of that, trying to get uh-huh. ready for a, a year-long trip, right. it just would not have worked. Yeah. So I really feel like, and, like, because mm-hmm. it was a year since yeah. it happened, and I feel like God was like, okay, like, you're ready yeah. now. Like, you know, I still have some things to work. I mean, I always am. For sure. But, like, at that point, I was like, okay, like, yeah. I'm more put together now. Right. <laughs> like, I, I can do this now. Yeah. That's yeah. such a good perspective. I've heard other yeah. people before, like, talk about how they, like, other World Race alumni, how they entered their training camp their month one yeah. with just so much baggage and, like, of course, so much healing happened. Yeah. All of this change did come from it, and it ended up being beautiful and great, but it did yeah. make the beginning part of the race a lot different than it right. would have been if they had, like, dealt with all that stuff before or had yeah. walked through just some more healing, just more time, like yeah. you're saying. Like, you could have done it a year ago or whatever, yeah. but, like, it was just God knew that the timing would be right. more beneficial or, like, more yeah. prime if it right. would be done a little right. bit later and whatever, and I think that's really... That's good to know that there's time and there's no rush or urgency yeah, necessarily sure. with something. So, hmm. Okay, cool. I like yeah. then that we have some of that, like, background knowledge then yeah, of why even, yeah. why your heart was feeling stirred to even come yeah, do something like yeah. this. And, and and I would say, too, like, yeah. my job prepared me well for mm-hmm. this. Like, I just, like, it's just cool to see just how God, like, was, like, orchestrating all this. Even yeah. when I wasn't living for him, like, hmm. he's still... Like, yeah. work John was working on me right. and, like, helping me when I wasn't even doing anything for him, which, hmm. I mean, of course, that's just how God is, but, like, it's yeah. just beautiful. Like, how that's he, cool. Like, he doesn't really need anything from us. He'll still work yeah. with us and, you right. know, help us and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, with my job, like, I had I never thought I'd go to nonprofit. Like, mm-hmm. that was just kind of, that opportunity just kind of was presented to me. Really? It like, just kind of fell in my lap. Um because the CEO went to my church. Oh, wow. And so he knew my parents, and I okay. met him one night. Um, and he knew I was working at a newspaper, and I wasn't really loving it. And he, like, told me. He, he didn't know that part. But he just <laughs> said, well, we're hiring for, you know, someone to do social media, wow. PR, write the newsletter, so you'd interview, and get oh to my do all that. Gosh. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to, like, work in Indianapolis because uh-huh. I was working like, in a small town outside of it. Okay. And, um, and just, like... It, it was going to be better pay. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, all of that. So, yeah, so I was just like, okay. And people were like, oh, like, 
I didn't realize you wanted to go into nonprofit. And I was like, mm-hmm. me neither. But <laughs> I think just that idea, because then also mm-hmm. I was in the fundraising department. Okay. So I knew some like good tactics of wow. how to raise money and mm-hmm. to put that onto social media to ask Dang. for money. And so that's what I had to do here. Like just things like that. Yeah. And, and the other side too, like every month I interviewed one of our veterans. Okay. Sometimes they would be ones that went through our programs and are like, set, housed, mm-hmm. all that. Some of them are still living in one of our housing properties, so they're mm-hmm. so they are considered homeless by the government. Okay. Trying to figure things out. How oh you my know gosh. probably had like really hard past mm-hmm. with PTSD and all of that. Jeez. So like, you know, then they're not really gonna be comfortable on camera. So having to like really talk with them beforehand, explain what I'm doing mm-hmm. and like make them feel very safe and comfortable to talk with me and to be on a camera and yeah. answer my questions right? and like letting them know, like you don't have to answer these questions or you can always start over mm-hmm. like all these things, you know, just like helping them every step of the way to feel yeah. comfortable. Like that helped me to like, I really now know what it means like to talk with a vulnerable population yeah. wow. and like, that's what we're doing here every mm-hmm. month. And so like just having that perspective, like, I'm sure I would have been fine sure. to come on the race and do that, but right. like now I just I felt a lot more confident. Yeah, and just like I know better what to say mm-hmm. and how to approach them. Right, and like you probably grew in so much sensitivity towards those exactly. like demographics and stuff. For of sure. Just like I want to be empathetic right. and like careful, but also respectful right. and right. like purposeful with it too. Like right. it's sensitive to like right. navigate those kind of conversations right. and stuff. Sometimes. And it's it's easy to see someone homeless on the street mm-hmm. and just think like, oh, they put themselves in this situation. Right. It's their fault, or yeah. if, if they have a drug history, you know, yeah. all that. Like just to blame it on them. But mm-hmm. now when I've talked with these veterans to hear their whole story mm-hmm. and especially for them too, because they fought for our country and then they mm-hmm. got to this point. But yeah, so like, yeah, it kind of does change your perspective. Like even here, like seeing homeless people on the street, like it's easy to think like, mm-hmm. Oh, they're probably doing something, but you just never know right. where they, where they yeah. come from. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Wow. <laughs> Cause I remember one thing for sure over like the last year and a half of just sometimes becoming almost desensitized to how often we would see homeless people and just like people living in poverty. Um, Maybe not quite desensitized because that that seems really extreme because I don't know if you can ever truly get used to seeing those kinds of images and like settings all the time, but so just like, like, ah, like I'm just kind of tired of seeing it all the time or like, I just feel, it makes me feel so odd. Like, I don't know what to do with it. Um, or just the high volume of things that you're seeing. So I like that you came in then with such a cool perspective of just automatically seeing them and also knowing that there's probably so much more behind their story of like, I'm not going to automatically assume why you're here on the street. I will give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe we never even have a conversation, but I'm not so I'm not looking down on you or like judging you or anything that's hugely beneficial because I think some people it can take several months into their race to really find that kind of Mm -hmm. like perspective and stuff so like you said God was just already doing things in your life even whenever you weren't like really directly following him (laughs) and like preparing you and like little ways for something that you're going to be doing like what you're doing now yeah and just like yeah when I look back like I chose my college because my mom worked at one of the adult schools and it was free tuition. Wow. And like, but then with this job, it was kind of like, oh, it's a good... I just kind of right. like... So I feel like a lot of times I've just kind of chosen something uh-huh. just because I want to choose something. Right. Like, not like it's been this intentional, like, deliberate decision. Mm. Yeah. And I kind of had thought before, like, how did I even get to this point? Mm-hmm. But it's like, God, like, you know, like, he present those opportunities to me and he put yeah. the, he put me in those positions so I could right. do something like this go on the road race heck? and 
get me ready for whatever's going to be next yeah. after the race. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I guess that's a good segue too then into talking about the ministry that we're doing here yeah, yeah. and how maybe some of these past ex- experiences for you have been applicable to what you're doing now. Um, like I said earlier, our two teams are doing different things. There's some things that we overlap with, but you yeah. guys are also out on the mainland. Sure. And uh, we, because I'm with this other team, um, and they've been working at Kawan, which mm-hmm. basically serves the homeless community. Yeah. And it, there's a soup kitchen that a lot of people will work back in um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I think. And mm-hmm. people from like the streets and stuff will come in and get a hot meal. I think they even get breakfast as they walk in. And mm-hmm. then it takes a couple hours for us to prep the lunch. And so then they get fed lunch. And they um, people from like the World Race teams or other volunteers can share stories and testimonies or like a message of encouragement to them. Yeah. They sing worship songs and the the main volunteers and workers who are here every day and like are located permanently here and like from Malaysia, they know the native languages and so they'll translate or also like lead worship songs in those languages and then yeah. we'll just kind of like assist wherever we can. And then some people also go to the Kawan shop, which is a thrift store, and the money goes towards funding the soup kitchen basically and all of those efforts they do like evangelism every Wednesday night and so that's when our teams overlap yeah because you come you guys come and do that um of course both of us are doing pen hop yeah which is Penang house of prayer yes and house of prayers are a thing all over the world right like yes. not just the states uh, and here like they're everywhere yeah I'm pretty sure I don't know I don't know I have never walked into one until this mother so yeah, yeah. Um, that's been cool. We can talk about more of that in a little bit, but, um, okay. So then what do you guys do on the mainland, you and your team? Yeah. So it's like kind of similar, uh, concept to what you guys are doing. So, uh, we, yeah, so every day, Mm -hmm. well, mainly Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Mm -hmm. uh, we take the ferry onto the mainland. Mm -hmm. So that's been fun taking that every day. And, um, and then we also got to take, it's kind of a lot it's like actually like an hour to get to oh, where we are like okay. because because of the ferry i think if we like had a car mm-hmm. we could just go across the bridge but right. then we gotta take a bus get to the bus stop then walk from the bus stop to the <laughs> place but it's fine it's just kind of mm-hmm. funny like how that works it's a bit of a process yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so we uh so we're helping with the thrift shop and it's um we can't really share exactly where the money's right. going to but yeah. it's helping um kids in need yeah. in that area so it's their own it's like separate people it's not with ywam but because ywam has the experience uh-huh. of opening up the kawan shop like mm-hmm. opening up their own thrift store and running it yeah they've helped these people mm. on the mainland who want to mm-hmm. kind of do the same thing. Cool. So that's kind of how we got connected with them. So yeah, yeah. So it's been cool. They they got the building in October or November okay. around that time last mm-hmm. year, and it was a bank. Wow. And so yeah, so <laughs> we didn't get to be part of the process of like taking out the walls yeah, or like whatever they did. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the time we got there, most <laughs> everything was you know okay. redone like that. Um, looked like a thrift store Uh we've been mainly washing a bunch of clothes okay and then it's a really small washer Mm -hmm. and then we just gotta like hang them up um on racks to dry in the sun okay and then once they're dry we put them and have them on racks in front of the store Mm -hmm. and we've been just organizing just toys and 
Yeah. One thing I did, I noticed, because um, I like to read, yeah. so I noticed the bookshelf immediately, and mm-hmm. I saw, I was like, hmm, all these books are out of order, and it was like one of the first days, and like the when we were, we were putting away the clothes, and I felt like I wasn't being that helpful, because mm-hmm. there was like a lot of us helping with the clothes, and I was yeah. like... I don't know, like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what I should do. So I look over the bookshelf, and I see it's not alphabetized. And so I was like, I'm going to do that. So I took all the books. I, like, put them in their own categories. Not, like, a bunch of different categories. Like, Mm -hmm. fiction, nonfiction, kids, and, like, Mm -hmm. self-help type books. Okay. And then I put them, like, author, like, alphabetical order. Okay. And I did that with, like, all the fiction and nonfiction. And there were so many fiction books. Like, it took a couple days, like, going there and putting it together and, like, putting them in order and everything. But it was cool because then I got to, like, I loved, like, looking at the different books and being, like, some of them, like, there's a bunch of Babysitter Club books. I had read those (laughs) when I was a kid. I was like, yeah. But, um, yeah, but then, like, to a certain point, I was like, okay, I'm kind of over this. This is a lot of work. So for the kids, we just, like put them all together because like how many like people are like really looking True. for a specific off- author with like a picture book right so we just kind of put those together but mm-hmm. yeah so that was cool so now like there's like a little closet almost okay that but it's bigger mm-hmm. they're making that kind of like little bookstore cool area so yeah wow. so that was like a cool thing to do I kind of had my own little project yeah and, and I've just felt I have felt super productive and helpful mm. like this is I feel like this whole month is like almost exactly what I picture the world race to be. Like, just not only, like, the cool cultural things and, Mm -hmm. like, getting to, like, go to the beach and have a fun adventure day, but then also, like, a tangible project where I can say, like, we did X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. and, like, this, and this is how it actually helped people, and it's going to help people in the long run. Mm -hmm. And and the thrift store, actually, it opened officially on Friday. Oh, yeah. Because you guys are, like, the team that just happened to come along as they were getting ready to open. When past World Race teams have been there, like, doing all the demo and all that stuff. Right, right. So that, yeah, so that has been cool. Very cool. Uh, Yeah, so... They they kind of like a soft opening. They didn't mm-hmm. want to make it too big of a deal, but um, <laughs> right down the it was a, part of the same strip area. Okay. There's this little food court, uh-huh. which we go there for lunch because I can get food for three ringgits, which is less than a dollar. Oh my god! It fills me up like it's a not, full meal. Yeah, it's not just like I'm just trying not to spend like right. It's I get rice. Well, okay, if I'm gonna spend three, <laughs> then it's it's just like rice and a fried egg or rice and cabbage something okay. like that. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a whole plate. Like okay. you get to put it on yourself. Oh. So I make sure to pack on the mm-hmm. rice. But oh if you want to get some meat and stuff, it's gonna be like five or six, which is still not bad still, at all. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so I try to like do the three though because it's a little sp- expensive in Georgetown area. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, all those workers saw it had opened. Okay. And so um, they were coming in and. Mm-hmm. Um, like seeing it, one woman she got a radio for twenty ringgits. Oh, and she called her friend and told her about it. She's oh like, you gotta come gosh. down. And <laughs> yeah, like, it seemed like oh they had a lot of business for the first day and they had cool. no advertising. Like there wasn't even a sign. Wow. That said the shop. Yeah, it's called Home to Home, by the way. Wow. Um, yeah, they wanted to call it New Life. <laughs> okay. But apparently, like the town council didn't like the name. Okay. So they gave them a couple choices and they chose Home to Home. Okay. So that's <laughs> that a works. Little, little uh, side story to that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You yeah. guys have been able to see it go from, like, before opening to now, like, open doors and, like, business coming in. Helping finish things off that people yeah. have been working on now for a while. And you guys just getting to, like, cap off everything yeah. and make it official. That's yeah. really cool. Um, okay, also then, with Pen Hop, you were saying earlier, well, before we start recording, yeah. about how you've really enjoyed that. Yeah. And, like... So the Penning House of Prayer is a 
pretty decent chunk of our ministry. I think yeah. they're technically our host. Um, yeah. While like YWAM and all of them are just like a secondary host, I guess. Um, and so with them, we can spend up to like hours and hours in their prayer room. It's yeah. a pretty legit facility. It's been there for 10 years. Yeah. Like this year's their 10th year. It's really nice. They have like recording equipment and all of that. Like they've got like a very official set for worship. Um, and they do like lots of different kind of like projects and stuff or like um they like to uh zero in on like a social justice issue going on in the world and pray about it and like bring in other like members from the community and stuff um whatever it's pretty legit is what I'm trying to say and um so we as like a world race team coming in go and just join them in prayer and interceding Mm -hmm. and worship for like I said like hours like some nights whenever they do that what is like three to ten yeah, or something? Yeah, Tuesdays we're there for seven hours. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then there's the Friday night burn, which is from nine to midnight. Well, they do like eight to nine is the devotional eight to nine is the devotional, and then nine to twelve. So it's four hours. Yeah, total. yeah. And like late into the evening. Um, yeah. And literally, it's just kind of whatever you want to make it. Except right. they do have prompts at the front of the room of like mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, the devotional worship that's the time where you can like study God's word and like worship him through studying the Bible and stuff like that. So you see a lot of people with their Bibles out and like just studying or reading scripture and stuff like that. While there's usually soft music playing at the front, like somebody on an acoustic guitar or whatever, like a couple singers. And then after that hour mark, they switch over to a different thing of like full on worship. And then maybe they'll take 30 minutes or another hour to be like, we're going to pray for this, this and this. And um, like more of like corporate kind of stuff. But really, even amongst all that, you can just kind of make it whatever you want it. So, um, yeah, I'd like to know how your experience has been with it. I have struggled in different ways with it. It has not been the most. I think I went about it wrong towards the beginning and like. I don't know, just, like, caused myself to stumble at certain times gotcha. or get, like, stressed or distracted and all these things. Yeah. I've never sat down like that for that long to do yeah, something like that. me neither. And so I think I went about it the wrong way at the beginning to where yeah. it made me sort of burnt out about it or I don't know. But yeah. I'd love to know how it's been for you. Yeah, so I, there's definitely a difference for me, um, like, spiritually, emotional, all that, mm-hmm. like, between the Friday night burn and the Tuesday worship. Okay. Um, I've been having like really amazing times with the Lord on the Friday night burns. Okay. Seven hour thing for me is a little <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Um, also we're encouraged to fast during oh, yeah. that time yeah. to like skip dinner mm-hmm. and I love to eat and I get hungry really easily. <laughs> and so like I have to like, I have to like really try to plan like that day, like make sure I have a big lunch. Yeah. I'm not going to eat and like. So it is optional, but it's kind of awkward. Like, where are you going to go and eat? Everyone's gonna, right. People are going to see you if they go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of weird. Right. Um, and I'm also like, no, I should. Like, I don't fast ever. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, it's a good time for me to learn that mm-hmm. and figure that. And it has, like, I mean, during that time, I am having to, like, ask God to, like, keep giving me strength and yeah. rely on him for that. So that has been, like, good. I think I think that's the thing is, like, it's not that seven-hour thing is bad. It's just more of a right. challenge. Yeah. And it is hard to, to be there for seven hours yeah, straight in the same and, room and yeah. like the continuous music in the background because right, right. even if they switch out the worship leaders they just kind of keep the music right, going right. the There's whole like time no break yeah. yeah but i have like for the seven hour like so it's like the first three are the devotional worship part mm-hmm. and then it's like 
worship with the words, they call it. Mm -hmm. And then it's the intercession. So I've kind of like tried to tell myself that, like kind of break it up and focus on like each section. That Mm kind of helps me. Yeah. But, um, and one, one thing I did though on last Tuesday was like, at one point I just like wrote out all my different like dreams and plans Mm -hmm. for like for the next like five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. I just wrote in bullet points and that was kind of fun to like kind of dream with God and kind of like, and I've like have all in my head and it was kind of just like write it down, like tell him about it. So like, so, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, it doesn't have to just be, like, you're sitting there and reading or you're sitting right. there and praying the entire time. Like, you can yeah. write things out like that. And then mm-hmm. after that, I, like, wrote out, like, prayers, like, specifically for the things I wanted to do. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but the Friday nights have been, like, really cool. Um, so those, like, are just more – so the first hour, I'll just, like, read whatever I'm reading in the Bible at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, recently I've been reading Moses, so I've been just, like, going through that. And then yeah. I'll kind of write a little something of, like, what I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so it's, like, nice to have, like, dedicated time to, like, have a devotional with yeah. God. And then from 9 to 12, like, I've been telling people, like, I don't know if you've been to, like, Dave Matthews mm-hmm. concert or, like, a jam band kind I of thing. I have not. Okay, well, I would say, like, their music, it's kind of like the Christian version of going to, like, a jam band concert. Okay. Because they just, like, they don't stop in right. between. And they just, like, well, I guess, like, I mean, sometimes jam bands stop. But they, like, combine songs. Or yeah. they, like, go into, like, this whole, like, thing where, like, I don't even know what song they're singing right now. Like, they, you know, they mm-hmm. just, like, kind of make up like things on the spot. Like, impromptu, like, Yeah, uh-huh. and that's what they do. Like, right. you'll see, like, they'll just start singing a couple lines and then you see the the person in the back, like <laughs> the uh, with the, like the audio and the computer and stuff. Like she's like quickly typing the lyrics that they're writing <laughs> and putting on the screen so we can sing yeah. along. And I just think that's so cool. Very. Like to yeah, and like and that was just so refreshing because like I thought that like every time we're gonna do worship, it was gonna be like a church where we didn't know the language yeah. and it was and it was gonna be very traditional, very mm-hmm. old fashioned. Which it was like that in Indonesia for the most part. Um, besides, like a church we went to that was kind of like a mega church almost, but that was kind of cool. But hmm. all of it was in Indonesia and we couldn't understand it. So, like, right. to have like this band where they're like so cool and they're singing songs, a lot of it we recognize. Like, they sing some Bethel mm-hmm. and they sing some throwbacks too, which is cool. Like, they're like hard to worship last week. I was like, okay, I see you. Oh my God. But uh, yeah, and like, so like, being able to sing those songs in a different country mm-hmm. is so beautiful. Yeah. Like, I was getting really emotional the first night because it was wow. just like, dang, like, I get to, like, sit here and do this, like, in Malaysia. I didn't right. think of that. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so so then going into, like, that first night, um, I – so it was February 14th. So it was Valentine's Day. Okay. And it was also the two years of my breakup, which I yeah. referred to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have this all in a blog post, so this is public oh, knowledge cool, cool. now of how, what I went through. Yeah. I know some of it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I was thinking about that that night. I was like, man, like, okay, so this time two years ago we had, like, just broken up. And I was a, I was a mess. And I remember mm-hmm. Valentine's Day was especially hard for me. And I went to and got I went to the salon and got a pedicure. Okay. Because I knew I couldn't just go home that night. Uh-huh. And I just remember sitting in that chair and I was just like slumped down and just so like had no hope and mm. like just so like it was just pretty pathetic. <laughs> but um yeah, and I was like, man, like I remember thinking that night, like, man, I just wish I knew like two years from now uh-huh. you're gonna be in such a better place you're gonna mm-hmm. be in freaking malaysia <laughs> worshiping with like these awesome people on your squad that yeah. you, you know that are gonna you know meet be family for you right and, you know i didn't know any of those people existed you know, i didn't know right. you existed yeah. you know and for so real. yeah so it's just like man i wish i knew but then 
Also, they kind of choose, like, a theme for the songs, and that night was about, like, God's love. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, took me back to that time in my life where, like, it was it was so hard, but I was so close to the Lord. I just, because <laughs> I had no choice but to rely on Him. Right. And so, um, so just, like, those, the songs, like, reminded me of, like, it was kind of like, it was kind of like God, like, t- like, speaking to me through those songs and being, like, this is how I was. This is how it was with, with us. Yeah. Two years ago, like you just how I took care of you mm. and I was there for you and how you know and I remember like one song was like I'm sorry for going just going through the motions and mm. then it was like again about God's love and I was like that's what I was like like Jeez. the day I was like I was saying that and so it was just like and it was like I just remember feeling so close to God during that time and I hadn't felt that closeness in a long time mm-hmm. intimacy and that night I felt like I gained it all back and wow. so I remember just sitting there and I just like. Had a warm, fuzzy feelings, yeah. you know. I was just like, I feel so close to God. I just loved it, and like, yeah. And it, it was mm. just such a, and it was like, helped me to know it was so necessary mm-hmm. to go through it because that was actually the next Friday mm. that I was journaling about like that last Friday and how it okay. was, and I felt like God being like, yeah, like see, like you needed to go through something like that, like, like the brokenness, you know, right. be, you needed to be broken yeah. in order to know how to like come to me and rely on me and hmm. like, you know, and I, I mean, I've wouldn't be that strong in my faith if I didn't have mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it's just been so cool. I've had so many, like, different little revelations, mm-hmm. like, that, you know, during the worship night. I feel like this past Friday, I was more focused on, like, how, you know, I really need to surrender everything. Because mm-hmm. I do, like, I always think ahead and, like, I'm type A and yeah. all of that. And so that's one reason I went on the, wanted to go on the race, because I wanted it to be more chill and, like, easygoing, <laughs> like, like, be okay yeah. with, like, change and all that so uh-huh. um so like with again like writing out these dreams and plans that I have some of them are pretty specific and so yeah. like you know so I'm kind of like something I'm kind of going through right now is like first like the balance of like not like being okay with thinking ahead like planning ahead being organized mm-hmm. but then not just like so focused on that that you're not in the moment now you're not present right. that's a hard balance <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> Because I want to be prepared. I don't want to just come off the race and be like, ooh, crap. Like, right. what am I going to do now with my life? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, be at square one. Um, and then also, like, having plans, but then being okay if they get, if they're changed and they don't happen. Right. Something else, you know, like, like I really want to move to a new city when I get home. But, like, God might keep me in Indianapolis. Sure. And that's okay. Yeah. And, like, or he might call me somewhere that I've never thought of. And yeah. that's okay. And just, like, hmm. so I just, like, wrote out, like, on Friday, like, it's just been cool, like, the way I've journaled this like how he's had me journal to him okay. in this past like these past worship sessions and I just remember like writing out like I surrender blank to you blank to you. I kept writing that out and then okay. like pla- placing good. that with like I, I surrender my job title mm-hmm. my relationship status my friends my family like mm-hmm. I surrender everything to you so like oh my goodness that's just been cool to like and a lot of the songs have reflected that okay I've been talking about like surrendering everything to God and like putting it in his hands and so yeah so that was a lot but it's just no like, but, it's yeah, good like, it, yeah, I've just, like, really learned to, I mean, I kind of did that already with this trip. Like, I hmm. gave up everything. Right. But it's still a temporary giving up. Sure. Because then I'm just going to, after yeah. this is done, I will be back home mm-hmm. and I'll apply for jobs again. Yeah. But, like, still having that, like, um, mindset of, like, yeah. you don't have to give up everything, but being open to whatever God mm-hmm. has for you. And, yeah. you know, you might have these set dreams or plans and... Right. God might have something different, but he's got something better. And mm-hmm. um, also, real quick, yeah, <laughs> in one of the songs on Tuesday, and it was right after I wrote all these plans out, and mm-hmm. I like started to have this fear of like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about these plans, 
but God might not, this might not be it. Hmm. And I'm going to be, I feel like I'm going to be really disappointed if this doesn't work out. So in the prayer, but I was like, but I also like don't want to just suppress these feelings right. and not Deny tell God that about it. Yeah. yeah. So I like told him all about it. <laughs> and then I was like, but if this is not like your plan for something different, that's okay. Yeah. And like I'm, I, yeah, I'm going to be okay with it. Yeah. It was like immediately when I closed my journal, <laughs> the song was saying, um, Something about, like, I surrender it all to you. My life is in the hands of the maker of heaven. Mm. And that concept of, like, the maker of heaven, like, yeah. like why am I nervous about, about like, trusting in someone who made heaven? Mm-hmm. Like, that's his credibility. Like, he's yeah. going to, like, he's going to have an awesome future for me mm. if he was able to make heaven. Right. So. Like, he makes really good things. So right. So why would he give you something subpar or something? Right, right, exactly. So, wow. yeah, like, going into it, I was kind of like, I don't know about this pen hop thing because, <laughs> like, we need to be out in the streets, like, right. evangelizing And all they the talk time. about that, too, at the beginning. They're yeah. like, it might be kind of weird or frustrating at first to be like, why are we spending so much time in right, here right. when we have a melting pot of cultures out there that we should be reaching. Right, right. But I, they also did designate certain times throughout the week of, like, this is when you're going to be doing hands-on ministry. Right. And we see a lot of value in meeting God in this right. space. Right. And, yeah, right. I feel like a lot of people from the teams have been really receptive to that. And they yeah. see the value in yeah. it. Yeah, and it's so important for us, like, as we're, you know, pouring out, we need to be poured into as well. Right. So having that time to, yeah. like, really come to God on our, just, just us two. Right. Is, is really, really necessary. Right. Hmm. Okay, that's really encouraging to hear. It almost makes me, like, more inspired to, like, go back to Penhop and, like, kind of come at it with, like, fresh eyes or something. But, like, I also don't get to go back because tonight I'm, like, leaving with the other two teams and going over to this other area on the mainland to see how they're doing and spend time with one of those teams. So it's funny because, like, listening to your experience and earlier I was talking with shiloh maybe about how he's been enjoying it and so many people have just been like i love it so much and like i really value it and i'm glad that we've had this opportunity and i'm like dang like i don't know what exactly sometimes i just like create barriers for myself like you could you could put me in the most like optimal prime like place and like set me up for success to meet with the lord and like have that space and i will still mentally somehow like trip myself up and like create barriers for myself just accidentally And I don't know if it was the mixture of how long sometimes, like, we're there and just, like, that against your flesh is just so challenging to, like, try to be in that, the presence of the Lord, like, so specifically for that long, but to also, like, so then I'm just more prone to getting distracted and stuff because I kind of, like, keep myself busy and, like, yeah, yeah, so it's already, like, very disarming for me and, like, uh, what do I do? Um, and then I also, I was super into the devotional worship part and like really wanting to like be studious in those moments and like get in the word, but almost in effect, especially with how loud the music was and like, which that's fine. And like, Mm -hmm. but they do, they keep it pretty loud and like, it is super continuous. Like we've said, not a lot of like breaks in between the sets or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, I think I would just get so overwhelmed, like just so overstimulated and like very um antsy or like stressed with just um 
the noises and all that and like people yeah. around me and I would end up reading the same verse like over and over yeah, again and not yeah. be retaining any information and just getting very frustrated with myself and then sometimes I'd put it away and just like listen and yeah. like enjoy it and just be in the moment I had to do that yeah to, yeah and that's Take really helpful yeah. yeah like someone from the squad came over and like gave me a word of encouragement and then I ended up journaling about it and like oh cool felt like I was really learning something yeah, I went to yeah. Ephesians and found this verse that coincided and all this stuff and yeah. so it's like lol that that, like, I was trying to meet with the Lord through the scripture, but he was just kind of like, why don't you just put it away for a second and relax, yeah, you know, and yeah, just, like, yeah. enjoy this set with me, and then she ended up coming over, and then it, like, led to a bunch of other cool things, so I'm like, okay, like, that's a good, humble reminder of, like, it doesn't have to look a certain way, and I don't, yeah, yeah it doesn't have to look a certain way, but, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know, but that it's not and, too late, because there right? are house of prayers, true, all around the nations, <laughs> the I'm world, from Missouri, so. and the biggest one's in Kansas City, I was about to say, uh-huh. yeah, so you can go to the one yeah. that started, I think it's the one that, the first that one, started it, started I'm pretty out. sure, yeah, yeah, and they do like so, 24-7 worship, redemption, redemption as <laughs> yeah. the key theme for the all of this, <laughs> I know, I might have to, just, because yeah. I think I was also, like, disappointed in myself at times, like, also hearing other people's stories of how much they were getting out of it and I'm like yeah. Morgan like why did you have to <laughs> mess with this or not that I was intentionally doing it but like yeah. why why couldn't you have just walked in there like with a fresh perspective relaxed yeah. and just like sit and soak in the presence of God and that's just like hard for me to do sometimes so, like quiet yeah. my mind and to pretend like no one else is around because I get right. very if I'm like worshiping fully I love to like be either by myself or like way in the back of the room where no one can see me so corporate worship sometimes is really hard because I'm just very aware of everyone around me and that's a hurdle that I need to also just get over at some point too um but just yeah in like recent past that's how I've like thrived most with like worshiping is like if I feel like no one's like looking at me or anything and so trying to like sit there in the middle of that room with everyone around and sometimes they have like different lights in the ceiling (laughs) that are like a spotlight (laughs) on where you happen to be sitting in that row or whatever And I'm just like, oh, I feel so naked or whatever. Um, But yeah, so just unnecessary stresses that I put on myself and it's like, okay, chill. Yeah, Um, yeah. But it is encouraging then to hear about other people who have like really found a lot of like fruitfulness from yeah, it just yeah. like but it has it has not always been like that like there sure. I mean, i'm not gonna lie a couple times i dozed off like yeah, yeah it was not like sure. it's just fun or yeah like a couple times i would just be i'm like oh it's been like 10 minutes and i haven't done right. anything right so yeah it's hmm. not always been easy but, yeah no that's yeah. good that's good hmm Okay, cool. I feel like we were able to then go through, like, the bulk of what the ministry is like. Uh, I wrote down other questions, as you know, like, just in case, but, like, we've blazed through a lot of time. And so, without being awkward, I'd love to, like, (laughs) uh, transition over to um, maybe what's going on in politics. Yeah, okay. Because this is something that you kind of like keeping up with, right? And, like, definitely at home. Yeah, I... Really like to keep up with the news. Yeah. And so when I was younger, I kept more, up more with politics. Like, okay. it's kind of like when I was younger and naive. Uh-huh. Like, I didn't realize all of, like, the <laughs> political drama, like, in high school and stuff. I right. would just, like, I could name, like, a lot of different mm-hmm. politicians. Yeah. And, like, you know, if they're Republican or Democrat or whatever. Right. But, like, now, and, it, and in college, it was kind of hard to always keep up with, with being busy and kind of, like, yeah. in another world in college. But, uh-huh. um, but with being a journalist or... Uh-huh former journalist um <laughs> i i just love to keep up with the news yeah. so then a lot of times when that means keeping up with politics right, especially so, during an election yeah year. yeah and morgan you showed me uh, 
I'll tell you what. Oh, and yeah. so I've been listening podcast. to that a little bit. And so that's been helpful. Like, yeah. some of the time, I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about, but I think if I just keep listening to it, right. like, I'll, it's I'll hard get, to I, catch up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll kind of, you know, understand the lingo cool. a little bit better. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you like that. Shameless yeah. plug for the I'll Tell You <laughs> yes. What podcast with Chris Starwalt sure. and Dan Perino. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, literally one of the main ways that Available I keep up on, on the Apple race. Oh my gosh. I almost even put on my Instagram story like a couple of examples of podcasts that I listen to because I think sometimes people are like, how the heck do you keep up with this? Or like, I am curious about this stuff, but I don't know where to start. Yeah. And um, that is definitely one way it comes out every Wednesday. The other one, I've been listening to NPR Politics Podcast. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet. They do a great job like because unbiased news sources mean a lot to me and that's very hard to find and you being in the journalism world you know how that is so hard at times of just the right and left wing news outlets and how the information like a very basic story can be skewed one way or another so I feel like uh Chris Starwalt and Dana Perino do a really great job with that one just like they just don't like inserting I, their own personal opinion very much. Yes, and they kind of bash everybody. That. Or they're yes. just like, this is annoying. Or this is annoying. This right. is how this could be better. Yes. Here's what the Republicans need to be doing yeah. better. And the Democrats, like, I, oh. Yeah, I was nervous when, like, because I, I, I knew they were from Fox News. And I was like, right. I don't know if this was, like, directly affiliated. And I saw right. it was. So I was, like, a little nervous. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm so right week. Especially because it's all about the Democrat. Like, yeah. The race right now. So, like, right. I was kind of nervous they were just going to, like, bash on them. But, like, honestly, if I went into it and I didn't know who those two people were, uh-huh. it was the Fox News, I don't know if I would know cool. that they were Republicans. Good. Whatever, I'm glad. So. Yeah, because yeah. I tell people about it sometimes. They're like, "Oh, it's with Fox right, News." I'm right. like, "Okay, exactly. Yeah. Every yeah. news outlet has their good and bad guys. For like, sure. you know, for sure. And then NPR, I think, is very similar. They just like they come out with a new one every weekday. I'm pretty sure, maybe even one or okay. two a day of just like different topics and stuff. So the NPR politics podcast is, of course, about currently really the election is happening that one in the race every day right now. too or just weekly? uh-huh that okay. one's the yeah every day wow. okay and cool much shorter episodes of like 15 minutes okay and they okay. bring on like that's four or five people keep up with. yeah very yeah. that's like helped a lot of giving me little snippets and then i like listening to i'll tell you what for mm-hmm. chris starwalt's brain i just like oh listening gosh, to him talk about is. things yeah. that's if i that's want so the really fun. in-depth kind of commentary because yeah. he's just super fascinating to listen to where npr gives you just like and so this happened yeah. and the debate was last night. Here are the highlights, blah, blah, blah. Here's what we're kind of looking at. Because they'll even bring on, like, reporters, someone who covers the White House, someone who covers the Democratic primary process, okay. someone who okay. covers Congress. Yeah. And then you get all these different perspectives. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is so interesting. Right, right. Yeah, so that's another good one. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. They were talking about, okay, so recently, of course, as you informed me, <laughs> South Carolina voted yes. today, their time. Yes. And Joe Biden Joe won, Biden. which He's is back. very notable. He's, back in it. He's been like promising everybody that he would win South Carolina because for the Democratic Party, yeah. a bulk of the voters there are minority, they're black mm-hmm. voters. And so that kind of tells you how a candidate does with that demographic. Right. And then before that was Nevada. Nevada mm-hmm. tells you how the candidate's doing with Hispanic voters. Mm-hmm. And then before that was New Hampshire and Iowa. And so, so far it's been Bernie's race, which has kind of been like surprising, but there's just so many moderate candidates fighting for the vote, like Joe Biden, Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, like all these other people who are somewhat similar. They're just like less 
left wing than Bernie yeah. Sanders is and like yeah. Elizabeth Warren. So they've been like fighting for the vote yeah. and he's just been able to like squeeze his way right. ahead. I kind of like forgot about him. I kind of thought he had yeah. dropped or what. Which is so I interesting. Much. Yeah. Right. And so now if, if Joe Biden was able to deliver in South Carolina, that's a big deal for him because it yeah. makes him like kind of gain his credibility back and be like, right. okay, he is like still a force yeah. to be reckoned with in his yeah. own right. Um, will but you I, be able to participate? Maybe by the time you get back, the primaries will be over. The right? primaries will be over. Yeah. I'm very disappointed. Cause, cause in Indiana, we vote in May. Okay. So it's always oh. funny to hear people talk about it right mm-hmm. now because I'm like, I don't even have to worry about it until right. like months. But, super yeah. interesting. I'm pretty sure Missouri votes on Super Tuesday, which is coming up okay. soon. When like a bunch of the delegates for the Democratic mm-hmm. Party are divvied up. So Super Tuesday, like this last debate in South Carolina was like, this is your last chance to really speak to the voters on this platform before not only South Carolina votes, but a bunch of other states vote okay. on Super Tuesday. And then pretty soon after that, you have a decent idea of who yeah. the nominee is going to be. And then it'll be secured in the summer and yeah. they'll have their conventions. Yeah. Um, which people are wondering if the Democratic convention is going to be a contested convention mm-hmm. where, like, the delegates kind of pull a little switcheroo and they're like, yeah. actually, we're nominating this guy, even though the other guy has, like, gotten the majority of, like, mm-hmm. votes or something during the primaries. Yeah. The primaries are super weird. And Chris Starwell on that yeah. podcast, he, like, hates the primary process. Yeah. He thinks it's so, like, obnoxious and just drawn right, out and, like, right. dramatized and, like, a spectacle. Yeah. And... I could see why he would think that, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> I do get to go back then before November, before yeah, the general election, yeah. when you guys will be like, yeah, coming back that's, that's something after. I'm trying to work on though, because I, yeah. I always think it's so important to vote. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I don't vote a lot of times like in local elections, just okay. because. Well, I haven't been like committed to a city in a long mm-hmm. time because I've been in college and I was in a different city then. And yeah. Then now I'm back and. I, my apartment, I've changed it with leases, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm in Indianapolis, or I'm in Greenwood, or whatever. Yeah. And so, um, so it's kind of been hard for me to keep up and, like, actually really vote. Um, the last time I voted, I think it was 2018, because that was, like, our state okay. senators and stuff. Oh, and so yeah. I did vote a little bit locally then. Mm-hmm. So, have. But um, I think it's so important, though, to vote for president, because, well, because, like, that's who people are complaining about, or right. they're going to, like, whatever, you know, like, have the biggest opinion on. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, go out and vote then. You cannot have an opinion mm-hmm. if you don't go right. out and vote. Sure. And so I have thought about it for a while. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like... It's so weird that I'm not going to be here mm-hmm. to to vote or really be, like, I'm not going to be in America while all this is happening. And I just right. feel like 2020 is going to be a big year because oh my gosh. everyone is so passionate about Trump, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not you like him or hate him or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, I just think so many people are going to come out and vote. And so it kind of sucks to not be a part of it. Right. But I did see, I keep getting emails about, like, if you are out of the country, you can apply to vote. Oh, yeah. And so I found the like application. An yeah, yeah, and I need to apply. And I, I did that in college for the, for the 2016. Okay. Um, so I was able to vote. Um, so I'm hoping I can try to do it here. I cool. just don't know, like, exactly if I'll be in Zimbabwe or Zambia oh, by yeah. that point. And so wow. I don't know, like, how I'm going to just be able to make it the end of the race. Right. And so, yeah, so I really hope I can vote and okay, to cool. participate and be part of it still. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping I can maybe try to print it out here this week. Mm-hmm. Just because here it's just, there are a lot more, like, native English speakers here and kind of, right. like, can kind of help me better with, like, printing and sending something out and, and, and understanding, like, that, uh... No, yeah, I hope you get that figured out that you're able to vote absentee ballot. Yeah, I thought about the that too. 2020 elections. Uh huh. And another thing I thought was kind of a little off topic, but I am going to be in Africa during the Olympics. Oh. And I get really into okay. the Summer Olympics, yeah. especially. Um, 
So, I mean, I couldn't, like, tell you right now all the different, like, mm-hmm. people and stuff. But, like, sure. I just, like, I just watch a lot it. of it. Yeah. Oh, it's and, so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I guess I could maybe tell you a little bit more about the athletes. Probably than the average American. But, you know. <laughs> Probably. But, yeah, but yeah so I just, I get kind of obsessive with, like, different topics okay. or things. So, like, the Olympics, I can get, like, really, really into. <laughs> so, I think we're going to be in Swaziland during wow. that time. I don't know if there's going to be any way <laughs> to be hard. Uh, yeah. Um, I have to have, like, some app for it. Maybe. Wi-Fi. I can like check it. Yeah, or whatever, so. you get a good SIM card or something. Yeah, yeah. Because I love the gymnastics. Okay, part that's my favorite. And swimming oh, yeah. too. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So it'll be hard <laughs> to not be a part of that. It's kind of right. weird. Uh. So it's a big year to be out of the country. It really is an election year, which is always whenever the Olympics yeah. are. Yeah. And people yeah. talk about too, like about how, like I don't know if you were able to pick a time back in history to go back to when something major politically was happening and you'd want to witness it like mm-hmm. what decade would you go back to whatever and people also often talk about how right now we're living in those moments for sure like with this whole Which spectacle is of isn't it so weird yeah. and you're thinking about Trump as president and the 2016 yeah. election how like crazy that was and now what's happening too and yeah. I don't know just very we're like yeah living in times that people are going to be like like political analysts historians will right. be like studying for a long time yeah like our like. kids will yeah. be hearing about this in, in school and then Honestly. they'll be like come home and they'll be like okay yeah. so like, what tell was me it like about for this because like i do that with my family <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, I love so, that idea because yeah, sometimes we can also get too caught up in the moment and be like, right. "This sucks," and like these are like right. the hardest political times we've ever been in. Right. And then you actually need to have that historical perspective right. and be like, "Well, freaking, what about the Civil right. War? Or, like the right. '60s or like exactly. all these things?" And it's like, exactly. "Okay, we can relax a little." Right. <laughs> like you yeah. never know That's how anything's going to turn out. Too. Yeah. yeah, it's funny too what they choose to highlight. Like uh-huh. or it'll, it'll be interesting to see because there might be some things where we're going to have no idea True. To what to even say. About it, very true. Know. Because I watched the CNN like documentary, the uh-huh. the decade documentary. I love that. Yes, and there there are some things where I go back and I tell my mom about it. Okay, and they make it act like you know everyone was deal. affected. Everyone was talking about yes, it, and she'll be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Or yeah. she'll be like, Oh, I heard about that, but uh, I don't really know much. I'm like, Are you joking? It's so crazy. There's gonna be some things like that where yeah. our kids are gonna be like, Wasn't that like the biggest thing? Uh-huh. Like, no, it was not. Yeah, because whenever. Yeah. You, Man, that seriously speaks to so much because whenever you watch the news now mm-hmm. or, like, you're kind of keeping up with what's happening in oh, yeah. the election or with some sort of, like, tragedy that's happened, like a natural disaster or, yeah. like, some sort of scandal or anything, like, you can get so wrapped up in it and then media is also, like, feeding into it right. a lot. But actually, if you go talk and have a conversation with your average American, they might not care as much, one, or two, like, they don't really have, like, a big opinion, or they're much more, like, they're not really super radical about it one way or the other, and they actually have a pretty well-rounded perspective, and, like, you just, yeah, I think it it magnifies everything so much and then right. like in 20 years like people are going to be like I don't know it wasn't oh, yeah. that big of a deal right, or right. I wasn't really paying attention like while right, it was happening right. and I think that's really that's just a good humble reminder because I'm right. guilty of that too with like me trying to keep up with it even like overseas and mm-hmm. think about all these things that I'm caring about so everyone else should care right. about it too and it's like we also need just like regular people doing their thing <laughs> right. their part in the world right, right. and like if you want to sit there and like I don't know, like, unfold everything and, like, study it a bunch like you can. And if you're passionate about that, great. But, like, if everybody was concerned about all this stuff all the time, Mm -hmm. no one would ever get sleep. And, like, everything would be way more hectic. The majority of Americans live regular lives and, like, don't care about some of this stuff. My brother 
Well, he just proclaims, I don't read and I don't keep up with politics. Uh-huh. And, like, part of me, like, it kind of annoys me that he's sure. not passionate enough or he yeah. doesn't want to go out and vote. Right. Those kind of things. Um, but then it's also, like, it's kind of nice, yeah. like, that he just doesn't know about it. Right. Because, like, yeah, he just lives his life and yeah. he doesn't have that burden. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, but then it's also, like, okay, yeah. how, do you not, how do you not care There's about a country and, like, yes. you know. There's a balance. Because yeah, 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 yeah. I might care talk- about country. But. Right, right. <laughs> I led a talk at our final debrief, like, trying to encourage my squad as we were about to go home, like, to care about these things, or just, like, how to live out God's calling Mm -hmm. on your life, like, within the context of whatever you feel called to do, but, like, caring for your country and being, like, a good, responsible citizen. So, like, I always do have to sort of remind myself to be, like, it's great to express your passions and to, like interact with your own passions and like what God has been teaching me and like how he's allowed me to keep up with these sorts of things overseas. And I feel really confident to go back into the States and do whatever like career wise. Yeah. But like to not push that stuff onto other people Mm -hmm. and like if they're interested in it, I want to like help explain stuff to them or like nerd out with them or whatever. And I do think it's healthy that people are at least participating and involved to some extent Mm -hmm. because they're just like, we are stewards of the U S and we're stewards of democracy and all these things like the blessings that God has given us as American citizens. But it doesn't mean that we all need to be like political science majors and like studying the election all the time and keeping up with everything. Like we all have our own roles, but we can also all, and I think we just each have our own like sphere of influence and like, an inner circle that we are also impacting. So not everybody needs to like go speak at their town halls or like, (laughs) you know, like go work in a Senator's office and make a difference. Exactly. Just, I just like to encourage people like, what are you, what kind of conversations are you having with your family and friends, the people you work with? Mm -hmm. And are you making a positive impact in your sphere of influence? That's all I that's really awesome. care about in the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's great. Dang. We're going to have to, like, look up some stuff then about South Carolina because I'm more, right. like, I'm curious now, too, just, like, how it all, just how it turned out and what yeah. this means. Like, does this mean, then, that the race is now more f- just between Biden and Bernie on the Democratic right. side and, like, some of these other moderate candidates? I'm assuming right. eventually that they have to drop out soon. Right. I would think by now it would have narrowed down a lot more, but they're just, For like, sure. hanging in yeah. there. And I remember that that's in 2016, too, with the oh Republican side. People just I remember hanging I was on. Like Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz, like you yeah, just gotta accept guys, it. Like, just yeah, because I remember when I actually for Indiana because it was in May, so it was like later on, mm-hmm. and I remember um, I actually think Ted Cruz won. Uh-huh. I don't think Donald Trump won, uh-huh. and, but I think and I think Marco Rubio was still in it. Cause okay. I, think, I think I voted for him because okay. I was like more okay with him. Like he seemed a little bit more like yeah. modern, like so. chill. Yeah, yeah, chill for sure. sure. That was actually the word I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so. I remember I was like, I'm going to vote for him, and it's going to make a difference. But <laughs> did not. Um, but it's okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but I remember, like, it's it's just fine now, like, thinking, like, why did he, like, why did some of them just hang out? But I, mm-hmm. I get, like, you know, yeah. they want to be committed, and they got to, you know, they right. got to make a fight. And, mm-hmm. They have so, their supporters who yeah. are, like, really relying on them. And I guess, really, technically, you don't know how it's going to turn out. And you always have that wonder in the back of your mind of, like, if if so many people just, like, right. turn to the other candidate, like, we don't have to choose the one that we think is going to win. Right. Like, let's all band together and really vote right. for, like, this third-party guy or, like, yeah. the underdog. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to well, be this way. Yeah, but it's and hard. that's what they were on, I'll tell you what, that's what they were talking about yeah. with Bill Clinton. Like, mm. when he first came in, people were like, who is this guy? Yeah. And he ended up winning. So it's so just... weird. Yeah, like, you just never know. So that's probably what they're thinking. Right. And, yeah, and, you know, if they want to, you know 
run again. Uh-huh. They got to make a name for themselves. Oh, now. very true. That's why I was kind of surprised that when Pete Buttigieg, uh-huh. I, I cannot say his you name. You said it right. I, well, I feel like Do I really like yeah, edge edge because yeah. So um, there's this guy you might like him. Okay, um, his name's Adam Wren. He, okay. um, he used to be one of my fr- professors okay. in college. But he writes for Indianapolis Monthly, uh-huh. and he's done, like, Politico and all that. He's wow. a freelance journalist, and he's really focused on politics, and okay. he's really following Pete's okay. campaign. Like, he goes to, like, all the different things. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, so um, so I follow him on things, and at one point, I heard him, or, like, I saw him, like, spell out his name, and uh-huh. he put it, like, boot, uh-huh. edge, edge, yeah. like, and put the dashes in between. So yeah. that's what I see in my head every time. So I'm like, Pete, boot, edge, edge. <laughs> But, yeah. I kind of caught that. I kind of yeah. caught like the separation like, that you yeah. made, but it's helpful. Yeah, People are like, for sure. His last name. Wow. Yeah, so Mayor Pete. Yeah, oh, well. like he's the mayor from South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. Like I didn't even really know who he was. Like uh-huh. maybe not until like a year before he started running. Because okay. then like, well, because he's you know. He's yeah. gay. And right. so, like, he's yeah. very young. So, like, right. he, you know, like, that's he's what very he's notable. getting. Yeah, like, that's what he was getting known for. Right. And so, I remember, like, I think I think it was, like, when he came out, maybe, is when I was hearing about him or something okay. like that. I can't remember. Interesting. There was, there was something that happened in, like, hit, that in South Bend where, like, then in Indiana, more people were hearing okay. about him. All right. And so, yeah, and then, like, he was on Jimmy Fallon somehow. <laughs> and then I think it was, like... Because he's on Jimmy Fallon, they were like, he might be making the announcement then that he's running, or pretty okay. soon he's going to be. Uh, and that was kind of, like of why he got on there. Yeah, like to kind of Kay. that publicity. And I just remember thinking, like, why is he just going from mayor uh-huh. to president? Like, why isn't right. he trying to, like, more like going up more in the state? But I don't know how all that works. I know. But it's just funny to go from mayor of a small uh-huh. city. Yeah. To try to go to president, right. so it's. I mean, I'm I'm proud of him, like sure. for how far he's gone. Like oh, yeah. it's very respectable. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, so I. I mean, I definitely think we're gonna see more of him. I mean, what he's like 39. Right. He'd be the first millennial. 37. 37. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a millennial, and he is a veteran from the war in Iraq. Yeah. Or Afghanistan like or all those things. Yeah. He's like very distinct. Yeah. Obviously married to a man. Like there's so many things that kind of like set him apart from like your average candidate. Yeah. Because like this time around too in this election cycle um there was like a large like majority of senators mm-hmm. and like members of congress running for president mm-hmm. and the last time i s- heard some statistic one time that like it's been years since we had a president who came from like well barack obama before that yeah. though like it hasn't happened very often so we always get all these like senators and stuff who yeah. run for president but like it has in our recent history it hasn't happened that many times and yeah. so with him being a mayor it's right. also like kind of like okay do you actually have executive experience or like right. experience in Washington because he's an outsider and like right. really prides himself right. on that and all these things and he gained a lot of momentum at the beginning yeah. because he won Iowa which we've talked about yeah. like off the podcast of like why that's kind of a big yeah. deal and yeah. just the momentum that you get the recognition all of that and then like came up really close to Bernie Sanders in New Hampshire and then Bernie has just been able to like catch wind in Nevada and all these things so now with South Carolina I'm just I'm super curious because also the Democratic field started out really um, diverse young people minorities and now it's like a bunch of old white guys and then Pete Buttigieg Amy Klobuchar like still a couple of like different ones in there but it's like how did we get to this point like it's just super interesting so i am curious how the how the field is going to narrow as more of these states vote and just like ah i just wish that 
the mod the moderate candidates would kind of coalesce around somebody. Right. Like, okay, we're gonna step back because realistically we don't have a chance. Right. So like I would rather so and so win than Bernie Sanders or so and so win rather than Trump whenever we get to the general right. election. Right. Because people really are asking themselves the Democrat the Democratic Party does not really back Bernie right, because he's right. so different. They would 100%, I think, back Joe Biden. But the idea of Bernie going up against Trump in November right, really worries the Democratic right, Party. So they're like... kind of an automatic win for, for yeah, Trump. Yeah, it would be super hard for Bernie to yeah. be able to pull through with that. But And in a lot of ways, they're kind of similar. They're, right. they're supporters. Like opposite. They're opposite. <laughs> yeah. And then they like run on this same vein of like yeah. anger and like going right. against the establishment and like right, all this right. stuff. Just in yeah. two really different ways but like their stories are really similar and like what they this like vision and this push the inspiration behind all their words I mean like 70s they're freaking old as the hills yeah Yeah. they're like these old old rich white guys and people were tired of that this time around and it's like that's happening again it's freaking happening again and I'm like okay we're we're close and change is happening our whenever the senate races happened um huge like like a um, historic um, like record breaking kind of like election where yeah. like it's much more diverse than it was before okay. more women this time more minorities yeah. younger candidates who were able to win so I feel like if that's happening in our Congress right. sooner or later it's going to also translate into like presidency yeah. maybe and we'll yeah. get like some more diversity but it is happening yeah. is your state's governor running I guess that is that that race happening this year uh, yeah I think so ours is. okay isn't it, it's not always uh, but the same as the president, right? I thought it was. Hmm. I thought that was different. Because, I don't know. Because it was when he became a, became a state and all that, right? Uh huh. Because I feel like there have been times where I've like yeah. in college when I'd cover the election for journalism stuff. Okay. And like there'd be times where like like we were covering it because the mayor of our city like it was that uh-huh. election. But then other states they had their governor. And so right. I don't know if it's. I'm different. gonna have to check into that. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm so bad but, with the local stuff, and yeah. I lecture myself on that too. And I'm like, Morgan, you gotta like keep up with right. Missouri and not yeah. be so sucked into the national like news yeah. things and the national election. Because yeah. if I'm not caring well for Missouri, how can I care well for the whole country? Right. Like, right. You gotta start. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know anything then about your no. state's race? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know too much. I know like our governor's running again. Because okay. he, well, okay, so okay. this is relevant to everyone, kind of, okay. because Mike Pence oh, was our yeah. governor, and that was like super. He was like running for re-election right. at that point because he was in his first term. Interesting. And so his lieutenant governor. Okay. Um, so whenever Trump decided to choose Mike Pence as uh-huh. his vice president, mate. yeah, um, he. Um, our lieutenant governor, which like no one really knew about, <laughs> he decided to step up, step in, and okay. that was like. I don't know, like in August when he announced that, I wow. thought, oh, this guy has no chance. Mm-hmm. He ended up winning. Okay. And now he's running again. And he's been, people have really liked him because okay. he's pretty moderate. Okay. Um, he's, yeah, he's, he's Republican, but uh-huh. not like too hardcore with it. And like, which was kind of nice for a lot of people because everyone hated Mike Pence because okay. of, I don't know how much people know about this, but okay. he passed this, like, they called it RIFRA. It was like religious, stood uh-huh. for like, Religious Restoration Freedom Act. I think that's what it is. Basically, it was like a thing where... um, It it was a way... So, say say you want a a bakery. Okay. And a same-sex couple comes in, wants you to do a a cake for their wedding. The the bakery owner was able to say no. Okay. So, I remember when I... That first came out, I was was a sophomore in college, so I was the news director for a radio station, so I'm, like, following things a lot. Uh Uh-huh. So, I first, like, saw he pass this, and, like, I didn't see a lot of things with it, because I was more... Because it... It was more of, like, a focus, like, on 
like people can have religious freedom still. They can still, yeah, you know, they can still make decisions. Business owners can still make decisions based off of their own, like, you know, right. Their re- own yeah, the religion. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it was like a couple of days later, it blew up, and oh, everyone gosh. was saying that he, you know, is like homophobic right. and all these things and it was just like oh my gosh everyone hated him wow and I, it was just a huge thing on social media Dang. and all of that and it was like um i remember reading an article from our indianapolis monthly magazine like and it was like this like i think it was either that or the indianapolis star like the newspaper and like <laughs> there was some like graphic of him like I, it might not have been either of those things i just remember a news outlet <laughs> i don't want to give credit to the wrong people yeah i just remember like there was like this graphic of him like laying in bed like what his eyes like wide open okay and just because like because there was so much backlash from okay. it every day for like months Jeez. um that, that he was like losing sleep yeah yeah okay. and then and then like how he's and this was like well then in two years was when the re-election would be okay so it was just like oh he's not gonna win uh-huh. you know and so it was just interesting because he was probably gonna lose uh-huh. the election but then he ended up get, becoming vice what president instead and because then it was gonna be crazy because he gave that up to be vice president and at that point everyone's like donald trump is not gonna win right. we all know he's you know he yeah. will not win so then it was like, he's just going to be out of a job. But then he became <laughs> vice president. <laughs> now Eric Holcomb is the governor. Oh and gosh. yeah. And oh. so there have been some things with him that people haven't liked, like just with um, like our with our uh, teachers and things like that, like right. with the pay and all yep. that. Um, and he, he, he um, doesn't comment a lot, which yeah. kind of frustrates me sometimes. Okay. Like I get like, you can't just comment on everything. Sure. But it's just like every time there's like there's been some scandals like mm. with the veterans affairs which like affected mm. my job okay. a little bit just because like we had relations with them yes and um, basically like the veterans affair guy was like the director was um, choosing what like with like the the grant or the money or whatever they can give to mm-hmm. people um, I don't know the, the official term for that I can't think of it okay. but they would like he would like play favorites like he'd give it to his like employees that were veterans first okay before like homeless veterans yeah. or he just i mean he wouldn't do it they wouldn't do it fairly right so a bunch of people like mm-hmm. you know got fired or quit, you know, quit and mm-hmm. um I, I don't know if anyone got fired but they quit um <laughs> but they were probably kind of forced to but i'm the whole time the governor didn't say one thing about it hmm. and it just like or just like oh we'll look into it we're looking right. into it we're gonna take this seriously yeah but not a lot of direct yeah answers. and it like the um What's the word when they're like, gosh dang it. Um, like those people come in uh-huh. and they like make sure you're like doing everything ethically. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I could. Uh, oh, like it's like on the tip of my tongue. Okay. I remember it after this podcast. I can imagine this idea that you're alluding to, but. Audit, auditors. Audit. Oh. Audit. That's the word. <laughs> and so they did. Like, the whole audit was like. And like you would be able to find, okay. they have these findings of like where they're giving right. the money to. It was during his term, so he can't really deny that he didn't see all. Of it. Right. So yeah. So part of that's kind of made me mad, like that he just. I just feel like you know you want to be open, and transparent, and right. There. That's that was a long huh? thing there, but <laughs> I'm very impressed with how much you know about all that stuff. That's great. <laughs> Which I guess was yeah. part of your job at first, like in college, to keep up with a lot of that. But still, right, like right. the extent of which yeah. you've like, kind of kept See, up with it. See, it's funny because it was such a big deal, and right. I thought everyone in the nation knew about right. this. Is that and, crazy? And too? then even, yeah, because then I remember when he was running, or when he was going to be. Donald Trump's running me when that was announced uh-huh. like I remember everyone being like who is this guy and I was like yeah. how do you guys not know about him like all this stuff just happened uh, in India like, and I know India not a big deal <laughs> he's in the news all the time yeah wow. yeah so yeah so it'll I don't even know if anyone 
um, a Democrat like has has like announced anything. Maybe okay. they have, and I just haven't paid attention. Okay, it's probably gonna be Holcomb again. But hmm. that's why I was curious because I I've yeah tried to follow, like, I'm gonna a have to bit, brush so. up on Missouri. Yeah. So if yeah. anybody listening to this has any insight on what the crap is happening in Missouri, <laughs> then maybe send it my way. Yeah. I'll have yeah. to like do a little Google search or yeah. something. I don't know if anyone from Indiana is gonna be listening to this. So like, yes, <laughs> oh, surely get it, we're gonna get the word out that yes. Lauren Carpenter was on the Created for yes. More podcast. Yes. And if you have stuck around for this long yeah, thank bad. you so much no <laughs> to the both of us yes. i feel like if you put a journalism major and then a political science yeah. person in here like and you're there's so get... many things i'm like oh i should have mentioned this. i know I mentioned this. Well, like, like, we could have gone forever we, gone. we should have just had like a part two of the episode right. just for like the election yes. and politics and stuff yes. which makes me so happy i'm mean, like yeah this kind of these kind of conversations like fuel me up you know yes, it's like for sure, <laughs> almost for sure. a form of rest for me in the yeah. midst of ministry you know yes. which is so funny but yeah, yeah if you've hung out for this long then uh thank you so much for nerding out with us on these topics yes thank you <laughs> and maybe check out those two podcasts that we mentioned um just as a great way to keep up with what's happening or you know if this is uh one of your sources for mm-hmm. keeping up to date with what's happening in the election well then i'm sorry because it's <laughs> it's not very consistent and we're yeah I don't know. I like doing this stuff at the end, but it's obviously yeah. not the most uh, descriptive explanation yeah. you could get of what's happening. Yeah. Just like turn on your TV and you'll hear other reporters screaming at you of what's happening and For sure. all the chaos. But um, mm-hmm. okay, you had also referenced a blog that you wrote. Share yes. your blog site name in oh, case people want to read okay. your blog. Sweet. Um, it's well, it's my world race blog. Right, right. Yeah, so it's uh, Lauren Carpenter dot the world race dot org, and <laughs> okay. I do try to update it a lot. And cool. Um, I also, since I'm the story leader, and since I have background in yeah. making videos and telling stories, mm-hmm. I'm trying to focus on uh, making videos of my other teammates cool. and just other people, and, and just like highlighting our ministries and yes. stuff. So. You'll see um, a couple of my teammates highlighted on there so you can kind of get to know our squad better. Cool. And um, I'm going to make a video highlighting the thrift shop soon. Okay. Interviewing the people who like are in charge of the shop. Yeah. And so that's coming out soon. Wow. Um, I'm going to interview them this week and put that together. So, okay. Yeah, so it's pretty active, pretty right. popping on there. You've got some so, resources on there. Yeah, for sure. I for love sure. that. Okay, awesome. And now you can add this to it. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I will definitely add this. <laughs> Uh, and of course, you can visit my site, morganewhite.theworldrace.org. I don't know if there's still Another a Morgan, Morgan White, White out yeah. there. There was on my race, and so I just had to like keep the name. But I wonder if she's still out there doing yeah, the race or yeah. squad leading or something. Um, yeah, and I'm still lacking some funding, which I don't really have like hard deadlines like the rest of like the racers do yeah. and stuff. But like it's still there, lingering in the back of my mind. So if you would like to donate, five, ten, twenty dollars makes a huge difference, and it adds up quickly. Um, but you can donate on there as well um and of course catch up on the other episodes i did post a blog recently just one since being back out on the field and i need to do another one anyways thanks for joining us thank you lauren for sitting oh down my with gosh, me thank you for having me i seriously I always want to be part of a podcast oh my when gosh I listen yeah. to them, i'm like i feel like i could do this i feel like i could do this yeah, yeah it's so easy and yeah. it's very f- it's very fluid and natural. Yes. There's probably ten more things we could have talked oh, about. Oh, for sure. Myanmar refugees. Yes, we, we could have talked to, uh, evangelism <gasps> right, stories I didn't and experiences. Even tell my story. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah. Okay, maybe another time. Yeah. Or maybe they'll just read about it say. in your blog or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> okay, cool. That's all for now. Um, I'll see you next time. I guess. Yes. There's no great way to end these things. So, <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>